Okay. Um, so again, I chose this theme in January. I had just finished writing my first book. For those of you that were at the January show, the topic was brave. I had Lydia Yuknovich come tell a story. She's a personal hero of mine. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick all these themes for the year, and it's just going to be joy. And then I realized that I had written a whole bunch of really personal shit and that you guys were reading it and how exposed I felt. And my book is all about shame and overcoming shame. And I didn't write it to inflict damage on you, but I felt a responsibility as somebody who's still standing to share what it was like and what happened and what it's like now. And then you guys started messaging me. Those of you that read it, I think Julie Andrews, you're in here somewhere. You were the first one. So this was on a Thursday night show, and I think at 3 in the morning I got a message from you that I owed you a box of Kleenex. And uh, she had literally bought the book, went home, and read 300 pages in like four hours or something. Um, And it was the first moment that I understood how important it was for me to, to tell my stories and how important Roar is. And throughout this year, there was... There was a young man named Sam who killed himself in an AA meeting bathroom. He was 17 years old. And he was so special. And that's what I want to mention, that he called all of us. He got a bunch of old-timers' phone numbers. I have 30 years. And, um, and he would call us. And he was precious. And he gave up. And then we started locking kids in cages. And this year was just like one thing after another after another. And I don't know about you, but I really felt pretty lost and pretty fucking angry, like, every day. We were talking about that in rehearsal, that I've been angry every day for two years. Not all day, every day, but every day. There's just this, like, constant onslaught, right? And I'm a white cis female, and I live in privilege. And there is so much shame and guilt behind that as well, because I'm surrounded by such a global community that there's just this urge to protect everyone from what's happening and so as the show approached it's like how am I going to talk about joy (laughs) I'm not feeling very joyful and feeling very very angry and as Deb reminded me like I have a big beautiful life and and I have a life that I never imagined it was even okay to ask for I can't even see from crying so hard from you um yeah there's like mascara all over I'm sure I have stuff all over my face um So what I wanted to talk about tonight is all the good things that are in my life every day. And there's so many of you here that mean so much. So first of all, um, Heidi. Where's Heidi? So Heidi, back there, she's the one that sells the jewelry out in the lobby. Yeah. Um, And she started an organization called Peace for Paul. And she raises money from that jewelry. It's made by little women from this village and she goes there and she gets all those stuff and she comes here and she sells it and then she takes that money back and that all goes to an orphanage in Africa in Uganda and she's incredibly selfless and she had a dear friend who was 49 years old who was a doctor who was a champion for this community who just died of pancreatic cancer And she just flew over there and raised $11,500 through GoFundMe for his children so that they could continue their education. Thank you, Heidi. 
Teresa. Oh, there you are. Teresa, who mans the roar table and sells the books, because I know you guys are like rushing to buy the books. Um, she started a project called Survivor, where she is capturing, photographing Me Too survivors and capturing their stories. And she's incredible, and she's very courageous, and she has a heart the size of Texas, and we're all better having her in our community. So thank you. <clears throat> Lindsay and Sky, raise your hands. Okay. So Sky was the first 17-year-old that I ever had. She was in our March Heroes show. And instead of me telling a story about heroes, I pulled her because these young people are my heroes. These children, these they're not even children. They're, they're stars fused with bone and skin. And they're here to save us. <laughs> and so we did the Girls Roar show in August. And we were losing our space at the Kiggins. It just wasn't a good fit anymore. And they wouldn't give us Sunday nights. And there was just a bunch of stuff. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to continue Roar. I didn't know if I was going to be able to afford it. And I thought that the girls show was going to be our last show. And I was devastated. And I got to work with a dozen young people. And it, it's like you guys come and you hang out and it's great. But to get up on stage and bury yourself, it's so powerful. And to see all the different generations do this month after month after month, it just knocks my socks off. And Lindsay, Lindsay has been registering voters in her high school. She won't turn 18 until April. No one in her family has ever voted. Ever. She volunteered for Carolyn Long's campaign. She worked tirelessly. I won't say too much, but in her family, she is not doing what she's supposed to do, what a young woman from her family is supposed to do. And she's doing it because she has that passion and that drive. And I love your courage, and it's such an honor. And Skye is a beautiful writer. And she's been published in, she has an essay called The Other F Word. Um, and she's also, you guys are both going to be featured in Women for One. So thank you for your voices and to the, all the young people who are really putting themselves up this is every single child now was born post-Columbine and post-9-11. None of them are going through things that we went through. They have things coming at them from every angle in ways. I'm a private investigator as well, and it's just a whole different ballgame now. And we need to hear them, and we need to stand next to them and create space for them to use their voices. They are the future. So thank you to you guys. <clears throat> My friend Cheryl, if anything happens in our community, Cheryl is the very first person to volunteer. We just lost a really precious friend who died way too young just last week. And um, Cheryl's going to like organize the funeral and do all the things. If anything ever happens, Cheryl is always the first person to step up. And she always does it selflessly, and she just shows up. And that level of commitment and selflessness is really appreciated. Thank you. To all of the storytellers, Leah, there's several of you. Stacy, there's... You guys get up here. I don't know why you all come here. I don't know why you all trust me to keep doing this. But I needed you more than I could have ever imagined. And getting to hear your stories and to see this community get bigger and bigger and bigger 
is just the most intense privilege that I've ever had to be a part of this. And so thank you to Eileen, who's working with Girls, Inc. The stuff that you're doing with young girls, I just wish that I had had that as a child, right? How many other... Yeah. And so regardless of where we come from, we have a unique opportunity to come together. We're not all these different groups anymore. It's not Black Lives Matter and Indigenous Lives and LGBTQ and white women and all these different... We're like human and there's a whole bunch of shit going on that's really inhuman. And we have to put all that stuff aside and hear each other and see each other. And that's what we do here. And my hope is, is that you guys will get infused with that courage to go out and do that in your community and stand up for, for rights of others and stand up for dignity of others and use your beautiful voices and not worry about being perfect and being a size two and being rich and all the bullshit, right? Because like this is what matters. This is how we get through all of this. And it's all these little things. Irina is like the light of my life. Stacy, you are just, uh, I just can't thank enough. There's Hector Hinojosa who does a community meal once a month and he gets local restaurateurs to donate food and you can all just show up and just feed anybody walking by. A lot of them happen to be homeless. Some of them are just community members. There's really beautiful stuff happening in the midst of all of this chaos. And so that's how I get through. I don't get through a week at a time or a month at a time or a presidential term at a time. <laughs> I get through one moment at a time. And when I'm tired, I take a nap, and I take a lot of naps, right? And I look at my feet and I just breathe and I count to 10. My, my dear friend Jennifer, we met at a writing group years ago and she lost her husband and she just shows up and I lost the love of my life 15 years ago and we're bonded in that weird way. And my friend Leslie, who I've been friends with 25 years, for my 30th sobriety party, we had an 80s prom and we had Richard Blade, if you ever lived in LA or listened to K-Rock, so we had Richard Blade and John Taylor from Duran Duran and we danced and we were dressed in 80s, and right after that, she was diagnosed with lymphoma. And she went through her battle with cancer. There are all of these everyday heroes. They don't have to be the MLKs and the Gandhis on the television. They're right here in our community right now. They're each of you. They're all of us. And all of us matter, and all of our voices matter. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for coming here and sharing Roar. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys.